Hey guys, yeah, I'm back with another live stream. I guess you can consider this a bit of a make good uh, for yesterday's um, last video I did, or one of the last videos I did yesterday. Well, I was doing an overview, updated overview on the metamorphosized to malleability um, story series by Jacka LaCour, aka Michelle of DeviantArt. And um, like I said, the uh, the reason I wanted to make this sort of a make good, and I do apologize for any lag uh, that may occur or anything like that. So I do apologize for that or any disconnect or something like that for some odd reason, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, for, if any, there's any uh, disconnect for some any odd reason, hold on for a second.
sorry about that. Uh, my mom called. She lets me know that she got off early and that she's now at the gas station in Patterson to get gas and relax a little bit. But uh, one thing about my mom, and I say this with all due love and respect uh, for her because it is Mother's Day weekend too, so I don't want to get her too angry. But uh, she's the, And I say this with no disrespect, no offense to anybody else, but um, she's basically one of those kind of people that talks and just when it looks like they're about to end the call, hang up, then they talk again. They start bringing something else up. Gee, I wonder where my second oldest sister gets it from. <laughs> you know, And I say that with all due love and respect, but uh, yeah. Um, she um, she loves to talk. I'll put it that way. So uh, she loves to talk, and um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. You know, nothing wrong with that. Again, I do apologize for any um, lags or anything like that. I'm about seven minutes in, so you're thinking, man, what's going on? You probably heard that in the background. You're like, oh, it's one of those situations, you know. You know, you can't help it. You know, it happens, it happens. You know, this is why sometimes when I talk about, you know, always finding opportunities to do things, you know, you got to find opportunities. And uh, that's what I, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to find, you know, some opportunities to work around on things. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's just one of those uh, situations that you can't, you can't control. And like I said, my mom's the kind of, person that likes to talk a lot just when you think okay she's going to end a conversation you know she talks more and you know she brings something else up again nothing wrong with that nothing wrong whatsoever like i said nothing wrong with it nothing wrong whatsoever but you know sometimes you could you know bring it up you know they can you know You know, you know, sometimes, you know, they, you know, what I'm trying to say is sometimes it looks like they're going to end the call and all of a sudden they just, I was just looking at something there. That's why it kind of distracted me. I do apologize. But sometimes you wonder, you know, okay, they're going to end the call and they just keep going. So again, uh, with all due love and respect, I think I know where my old, second oldest sister gets from, you know. I mean, I talk a lot too, but she's, you know, it's like, I think you can uh, calm down now, if you know what I mean. You kind of bring it down a little bit. Uh, but anyway, though, getting back on topic here, getting back on topic, uh, we are live and we're going to talk about basically it's kind of a live stream, like I say, make good uh, for yesterday because yesterday, uh, doing the video, original video I did on this, uh, for some odd reason, for some odd reason, the um, the second video, even though it was one whole video, uh, my GoPro is one of those kind of cameras that when you record in a certain format, will split in two at a certain time length. So I don't know what happened to the second part. It suddenly just decided to go slow when I was trying to edit it together on the Cyber Power Director. Um, but anyway, anyway, though, I wanted to kind of make good on it, kind of do a re, a make, like I say, make good here and kind of talk about. Uh, this story series by Jacka Lacour, a.k.a. Michelle. Now, as I mentioned before, when I first started talking about this about over a year ago or so, and if not recently with the uh, video yesterday, um, she is now, as of Thursday, as of yesterday, actually, she is now at 165 uh, chapters. She is now at 165 
chapters, um, if you will, uh, when it comes to this, uh, this series. She's at 165 chapters, or she likes to call them shifts. She's at 165 chapters slash shifts uh, of the series. She does do what-offs sometimes that are in continuity and sometimes not in continuity. So she does that. And, uh, you know, they're pretty good. They're actually pretty good uh, when, you, uh, when you read them. The fun. The little diversions, I'll put it that way. These, these one-shots that she does are like little diversions. So basically when you uh, read them, you know, it's kind of a just you know, it's kind of a distraction from the norm. It's kind of a break in the and I say this with all due respect uh, to Michelle, who's probably watching this. Uh, it's a break in the monotony of the original series. You know, so she's able to, you know, do a lot more um, with it, um, if you will. She's able to do a lot more with these one shots, um, if you will, than she could with a. Um, uh, with the uh, with the regular ongoing series, you know that she focuses on a, on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, depending on uh, on her circumstance, if you know what I mean. Now, as far as the series goes itself, to kind of keep, like I said, kind of get bring you guys up to date, eight, um, if you will, as of today, the seventh of May, twenty twenty one. Uh, the series is actually pretty good. Uh, the series is well. Of course, it's pretty good, uh, but the series has actually been really coming into its own. You know, even after 165 uh, chapters slash shifts, it's really been coming into its own. I mean, there's been a lot of things going on in the series uh, that really, you know, have made it more of a series that's, you know, beyond. That's it's, it's basically what I'm trying to say is it's basically become a series that goes beyond just being about a girl with malleability, um, malleability, easy for me to say, um, hold on. It goes beyond just a story of a girl that has uh, elastic, shape-shifting, liquefy, uh, malleable, uh, powers, if you will, that allows her to become anything or anyone uh, that she wants, or even splits herself in a couple of pieces to create clones or different artifacts and stuff like that. It goes way beyond that. It goes, you know, it goes into storytelling and story plots that, you know, when it comes to someone, somebody having these kind of powers, you know, you would, you, you would kind of expect to be part of this, but, you know, the way Michelle does it is, she does it in a way to where it's fun at times where certain chapters and shifts are more about slice of life, more about Briella and her friends, you know, discovering what she could do, having fun, stuff like that. And then there are times where certain chapters and all that become a lot more serious, a lot more darker at times, dramatic, if you will. You know, it's, excuse me, it's basically an entire, it basically, it's an entire total package of a story, you know, all wrapped up in one. And to me, to me, there's a good uh, balancing of when it has to get serious, when you can lighten up and kind of be in between. And, the, and this is all an original story based on concepts we'd seen before. I mean, one of the other story series that she currently works on, but she's kind of halted right now because the ending uh, that she has on that in the last chapter she did for it, 
you know, it's kind of making her think, all right, where do I go from here? Because in the last chapter she did for her uh, Unlimited series or Becoming Unlimited series, she basically had the character that developed similar powers or she puts it clayface like powers uh, cease to be because one of the things she put for this character is the ability to change into different genders. And while becoming these different genders, give them their own identities, their own personalities. And because of that, he's had a constant battle, an inner struggle, if you will, with these new uh, personas that are, you know, coming into the realm, becoming, you know, becoming their own, you know, independent uh, individuals, that it's got to a point to where uh, two female um alter egos that he created that are coming into that are you know that are basically developing their own independence basically wanted to have the freedom and it came at the cost of his existence because they because what they do is they end up splitting apart literally and they get their own individual bodies <coughs> excuse me they get their own individual bodies and the only uh, catch for them in the story is they can't physically touch each other or else they'll become uh, the person once again that has these powers that brought them into existence in the first place. And like I said, that's kind of where she stopped off at uh, for the time being because, you know, she doesn't know where to go uh, from here. She doesn't know exactly where to go uh, from where she left off in the Becoming Unlimited series, which the last chapter, chapter six, she entitled Stalking Unlimited because basically by developing these other personas, he's getting confused as to who he is or what he wants. And he doesn't want to go through that. You know, he doesn't want to go you know, through that situation um, you know, whatsoever. He doesn't want to go through that you know, but, you know, yet he is. Oops, hold on. <laughs> nope. I'm trying to think what it is. To, uh, looking up something, looking up my, uh, oh, I know. Uh, but like I said, he's he's trying to Oh, that's not it either. Trying to think of some trying to figure out what the password was. So hold on guys, I apologize for any lag that may be going on. But anyway, and this does have to deal with what I'm talking about because I wanna share it with others here on DeviantArt. Uh, but anyway, like I said, um, his, you know, his character uh, basically, uh, his character uh, uh, basically, you know, ceases to be because he's created all these different uh, uh, personas that he's getting, that in the latest chapter, it kind of showcases the fact that he's getting, you know, kind of confused, like he doesn't know what he wants. Like he wants something, he wants this, but he does, but he also wants that. But he's, you know, gotten to a point that 
it's very confusing for him. He doesn't know exactly what he wants anymore because he's created all these personas and these personas are doing what they can to kind of get their own independency. They're trying to create their own individuality. And that's what leads us into the ending of of that series in its uh, recent chapter that uh, basically um, you know, that basically uh, she has uh, yet to uh, capitalize on. She has yet to you know, uh, capitalize on, you know, what its own uh, situation, if you know what I mean. You know, she has yet to, um, you know, uh, capitalize on that, uh, if you will, you know, by giving it its own, you know, individuality, uh, if you will. And hold on while you check something out here. Trying to see something. But yeah, you know, she, you know, she wants to, uh, she wants to continue it, obviously, but like I said, it kind of left off in a cliffhanger to where it's like, okay, where do you go? You know, where do you go from here uh, with the character and all that? That's, that's basically what it is. It's like, you know, where do you go with the, the character from here? Or where do you go with the story from here? Because it's like, you did one thing, but where do you go, uh, like I said, from here? Where, how, do you, how do you capitalize on that, um, if you will? It's like, how, again, how do, you, how do you capitalize on that uh, and everything? So it, it's really intriguing, but we're not just, but the thing is, we're not here to, to talk about that, obviously. You know, we're not here to uh, talk about that. What we're here to talk about, though, um, like I said, what we're here to 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 talk about uh, basically is the metamorphosis to malleability. And uh, this series, basically, like I said, has been doing very good. It's become, like I said, it's really gotten that total package of lightheartedness, seriousness. Darkness at times, dramaticness, a bit of comedicness, uh, and slice of life as well. It's, it's got it all, and this is all basically, a, like I mentioned, a, a story that's based off something that we've seen uh, originally, or not originally, but prior in, in other stories. And it's it's an overall, it's a really fun story. Hold on. Sorry about that. Once again, portfolio calls up. I don't know why. You know, I don't know why they just stop. They don't just stop calling, you know. Uh, but anyway, like I said, th- this story series um, has every, you know, has it all. And this is all based on something. And this is a story series based on something we have seen pr- in other prior series before it. But this is done in a way that, yes, it's kind of has its origins based in what we've seen in uh, comics and stuff beforehand. But the way they work with it is they basically allow the character that has the powers, which is, her name is Briella, to not only, you know, go out, you know, not only discover, you know, what else are, you know, 
abilities allow her to do, but also allows her to, to have some fun. It allows her to have fun with her friends, with her girlfriend as well, because yes, Briella uh, in this uh, reality or in this story is an LGBTQ, no offense, no, no offense, no, no offense, no disrespect, but she's LGBTQ and she has a girlfriend named Crystal. And to say that Briella, Crystal, and Alana, I think that's the other friend's name, have come a long way from character development-wise in the story is saying, uh, would be saying something because they have. They've come a very long way. I mean, you know, for example, um, you know, Briella, when she first developed these powers and started discovering what she could, oh, when she first gained these powers, I should say, and started developing, you know, what, well, not developing, well, yeah, kind of developing, but what I'm trying to get at is, uh, and sorry, the phone ringing distracted me a little bit, so I do apologize. But like I said, you know, ever since she gained these powers, you know, she's come a long way uh, since then, you know, in developing, you know, what she can, in being able to develop what she can do or learning and developing what she can do with these powers. Because um, in some of the earlier stories, when she would start developing, you know, her powers more so than ever, like they would start to develop and grow uh, with her as more so than she expected. She also started to realize what she could do. One of the main things, of course, is shapeshift into anyone or anything she can think of. And when I talk about that, she's come a long way as a character, as our main character in development. You know, that is saying something because, and I know I repeated myself there, so I do apologize. But it is indeed saying something because when she would first test out shapeshifting into inanimate objects and stuff, uh, she would give herself a time limit. And she would realize that if she didn't uh, change back after this time limit, that slowly but surely, if not quickly, you know, her mentality would go from being herself to believing even uh, what I'm trying, how, how I'm trying to explain this is her mentality. If she doesn't, you know, keep herself on a time limit or she didn't keep herself on a time limit in the earlier chapters slash shifts, uh, like Michelle likes to call them. If she didn't keep herself on a time limit or something like that uh, originally, that and, and she forgot that because being on a time limit, being on a time limit allows her to kind of, like I said, be able to change back to normal. Well, in the earlier chapters, what I'm trying to say is that if she didn't keep herself on that time limit and she remained in a certain inanimate form, maybe that over time her mentality would go from you know being herself to believing she was always what she had become. So in other words, in other words, there was this one chapter where Alana, Alana, I think, uh, had a little too much to drink. So Briella being the responsible friend had her stay the night, you know, at her house and sleep on her couch. And to keep her warm, Briella became a blanket. However, Briella didn't time herself for how long she would have to remain that way. And because she remained that way from basically very late evening, early morning to daylight itself, or very early morning, um, if you will, like let's say six, eight, six to eight hours later, because she didn't time herself, her mentality shifted from being who she is to believing she was always a blanket. 
because when because in this chapter when Alana gets up to go to the bathroom, her mentality isn't okay. I can shift back to normal and go to my room and all that, and no one would be the wiser, right? That wasn't the case, because what happened is when Alana got up to go to the bathroom, Briella got stirred, but Briella wasn't thinking herself thinking of herself as herself. If that makes any sense, she wasn't thinking of herself as herself. Instead, she was thinking of herself as a blanket, you know, and that her main purpose as a blanket was to keep the human that she was um, covering warm and safe. And she felt confused about that until Alana came back, put the blanket back on her legs and laid back down that, you know, Briella, you know, as a blanket, basically with the mentality of a blanket, you know, felt Uh, secure and snug and like she was doing her own job that is until alana finally got up officially you know to start the day folded briella's blanket form up and then called for briella and then by calling her by her name is what snapped briella back out of uh, that different mentality of state or uh, state of mind i should say the different mentality state of mind because by saying her name it reminded her oh yeah that's who i am and when I talk about character development, I like how basically in a following chapter or so, she takes Alana aside. Because I think by this time, Alana knows about her powers. I think she knows about them. And, or at least is getting an idea that she has these powers. So Briella sits her down and explains, you know, what's going on. And then even brings up that night where Alana had that blanket on her and explained it to her that that blanket was her. And that because she was in that form for so long that she started to believe she always was that blanket. And this is where the character development for both Briella, Crystal, and Ilana comes in. Because Ilana basically is that best friend that tries to help and help ground Briella or help her out with her powers. Because Ilana gets this, as described in the story, kind of gets this look of concern, of surprise concern, I should say excuse me, of a friend being able to not only mimic an inanimate object, like say a blanket, but the the surprise, but the concern part along with the surprise part is the fact that she, what she's hearing is that if her friend doesn't time herself, you know, for a certain amount of time to be in a certain form, that the longer she remains, the more she'll believe it the more she believes she always was that form. In other words, she'll cease to be. And there was a moment um, in the middle, I wouldn't say the middle part of the, uh, well, it could be around the middle part portion of the series where Briella became a dog, called herself Maggie. And because she stayed in this form for so long, she almost lost herself completely. And it took the encouragement of her friend, the sadness of losing her friend. And it took the, I guess you could say the emotional sadness of Ilana thinking she's lost her friend. And uh, if you will, to this form now that her friend no longer exists uh, for Briella to change back. And again, it was another part of character development because Briella realized, okay, maybe I do need to kind of work better at keeping forms for so long, but to a point that I don't lose myself to those forms. Because I think by this time, she was learning more and more so that the more she kind of focused when she would change 
on, you know, into whatever she changed into for a certain length of time and focused on keeping her mentality as was, she'd be fine. And I guess because she wanted to be around Crystal so much as you know she could at that time before letting her know how she felt or even showing her her powers, that she didn't realize that remaining as she did, she almost lost herself. So, yeah, that's great. So, yeah, Briella has great character development. And Lana being a supportive friend and helping her learn along the way what her powers are capable of, uh, what her powers are capable of, what they're able to do. And basically be there to kind of ground her, like I said, to make sure she doesn't go too far off the deep end. Um, I think it's great. I think it's just tremendous. Uh, we do have another character that we don't see as much. His name is, I think his name is Victor or something like that, Vic or Victor. And he's the boyfriend of Alana. But I've always felt, and I still do, that there might be more to him uh, than being led on. But maybe we'll find out um, you know, down the line, or maybe we won't. Who knows? But it isn't just, you know, like I say, Briella or Ilana. It's also Crystal, Briella's uh, girlfriend. Because, you know, at first, when I think she finds out about this, she's a little, um, a little apprehensive, a little bit. But then she starts being more receptive to the point that basically anytime her and Briella can have some personal NFSW fun, she's all for it. She is all for it. And there are several times just to kind of be close to each other and be around each other that Briella will mimic clothes for an entire day. Like, and, 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 let me, and let me say this. When she starts mimicking clothes for Crystal, this is around the time where she basically has, you know, learned how to control, learned how to control her mentality of keeping, you know, herself intact when she has a long time run as different, you know, objects or clothing or whatever. And there are several times uh, in this series, like I said, where Crystal and her will do that, where Crystal will have Briella around her as a piece of clothing, you know, just so they can be close to each other. And then when they get home or back to either her place or Briella's place, that's when they start to have a little NFSW fun. Like there's one part of uh, one part of the series where Crystal is, you know, so just frustrated with the long week that she had, she gets home, shuts the door behind her, tears her clothes off and says uh, to Briella, well, I, I don't think it's just, you know, no, wait a minute. Briella is her clothes, I think. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I think Briella might be her clothes. But basically, she just drops, she gets home, she drops the suitcase, she takes what uh, whatever uh, clothes that are not Briella off, and then she tells Briella, cover me completely, head to toe, head to toe, cover me. And vi- And even though visually you don't see it, in your mind, you picture the fact that she's covered her completely to where she's now just a faceless um, uh, individual. She's just a faceless, like, um, you know, person, you know, covered in latex. And what she does for them to have fun is she goes to her room and there's a mirror and she tells Briella, change me into a cat girl. So she changes her, I think, into a copy of Felicia from Dark Starkers. Then she says, turn me into a slime girl. And all Briella has to do is just kind of slag down a little bit or sag down a little bit, get all droopy, get all pinkish and everything, and thus cover her up just enough to where she's now a slime girl. And then she also says, turn me into you. And then (laughs) Briella uses her powers to cover 
you know, to basically take the now covered up uh, crystal and basically turn into a copy of, of herself. So, yeah, they have those kind of. So, yeah, basically they have that kind of fun. There's even a part where on summer vacation and Briella turns herself into a submarine that goes to the bottom of the ocean with crystal in it. And it's described as though crystal is now lying and bathing in the submarine that is Briella. And then, of course, there's a more recent chapter um, where they stay at a warehouse that Briella has now. And let's just say they get very, very close to each other in the next chapter um, and just go from there. <laughs> you know, let's just say that uh, Briella, you know, uh, allows herself to be part of a certain area or region on Crystal. And that's all I'm going to say. But but along with that, they also have one shots that involve around Crystal and and Briella, like one-shot holiday-related stories like Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas. So they do that, and that's pretty good. Like I said, it's a bit of a diversion, bit of a – I wouldn't say much of a diversion, but, yeah, it is kind of a diversion from the norm. It's kind of like a, a break from the norm. It's a nice little, like, you know, a side story for, the, for them to have. And um, hold on for a sec. Sorry. Sorry about that. I thought I smelled something. I didn't. But anyway, like I said, um, as I adjust the mic here again. But like I said, basically, they have those kind of one-shots, which is a break from the norm. It's a nice little diversion, nice little distraction. And whether or not she makes it ca uh, canon uh, to the to the story, it, it's uh, totally up to uh, Michelle, to Jack LaCour, if she wants to make it part of the story. Um, but along with that, as I mentioned, it also has a bit of drama, a bit of darkness at times, not, you know, dark, dark, but just, you know, just enough, if you will, to, you know, be suspenseful and all that. Um, and what I'm talking about is the fact that this is a subplot, which is going to be a main plot or has been a main plot, but goes back to being a subplot at times where we meet up with people that are part of this laboratory company where, Briella got her powers, where she developed, she developed these powers, or gained them anyway. And we're introduced to several characters. Two of them, obviously, for the time being, as far as we know, have the best intentions for Briella in mind. Uh, the characters are known as Duncan and Greta. And then we have other characters that have been involved as well. The, this is one character that Briella thought she could trust, but then turns out she was nothing more than a uh, distraction or you know uh, a deceiver because she tricked Briella into believing she was on her side but she was actually on the side of a rebellious doctor called Dr. Zettweiler or something like that Zettweiler sir and mainly the main goal for both of them at least the doctor was they wanted the same abilities that Briella had and we kind of knew and we kind of got an idea that this doctor was up to something and that maybe, but we didn't know what it was. And as far as the girl, I can't think of a name right now that helped him. No one suspected that she was on his side until, you know, until she uh, did something that kind of, you know, lured Briella into their trap so that, you know, that, 
you know, the doctor and potentially her could gain the same powers as Briella. And the way they did this is they threatened to um, hurt or harm the, uh, Crystal, who they had somehow uh, kidnapped. So long story short, Briella had to do what she had to do to save her friend or save her girlfriend. She uh, tried to replicate her powers to give to the doctor so he could have them. But the results turned out, turned out to be fatal because, you know, obviously his DNA didn't ma um, uh, match up well with it. Or basically the fact that, you know, there's something more to it. Like maybe you have to be pure of heart or something. I don't know. But yeah, the doctor met a very uh, fatal, gooey, messy end to where there was nothing left of him but a puddle of bones. And then the girl that helped him out, I think, got arrested and is either serving time or is getting psychiatric and, therape psychiatric and therapeutic uh, help to, you know, kind of, you know, you know, bring her back to normal, kind of, you know, help, you know, uh, re, uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Redeem, redeem her, if you will. A real bit, real bit, real habilitation, rehabilitation, a rehab her basically, uh, basically to kind of help rehab her, you know, out of being, like I said, like I would assume, um, or I'm trying to say, I would assume being manipulated by the doctor. So she, so yeah, the girl that helped the doctor lure Briella in, uh, you know, like I said, got arrested. And from what I could tell, is either serving jail time or she's getting psychiatric and therapeutic help to help rehabilitate her, rehabilitate her, uh, rehab her, if you will, back into society or something like that. And, um, and then, and then we have another character. Her name is Dr. Her name is, her name is Prieta, Prieta, something like Prieta. And obviously you could tell there's something up with uh, Prieta. Uh, you could tell there's something up with her. Um, you know, because one of the things they talk about, you know, in this subplot or this um, this um, half plot or this secondary plot, if you will, in the story, that becomes a main plot at times when necessary, and it's going to be very soon. Um, but basically, you could you could tell something's going on with this Peretta girl because Duncan and Greta are trying to figure out, okay, how did this? How did the Doctor Zettweiler Zettweiler uh, get access to the research? How was he able to do this to be able to lure Briella into this trap to try to gain, you know, the ability she had? So, like, they're wondering how it was, you know, the research, how was security uh, to the research breached? You know, they, they don't they don't know exactly what happened. And my screen just went into standby mode again. I do apologize for that. But again, like I said, they're not sure exactly what's going on. On, you know, of well, not exactly. Well, they're kind of sure about what's going on, but they're not sure exactly, you know, how this all happened. How did the doctor, like I said, get access uh, to the um, to to the research? How was he able to breach security? And this Peretta girl, Peretta girl. I'm, I'm sorry if I pronounce it wrong, uh, pronounce the name wrong, but it sounds like uh, just by reading this, you know, the chapters like this recent one. It seems that just by reading this chapter, 165, and then some previous chapters where she shows up, 
uh, for the secondary plot, which, like I said, becomes at times the main plot. It's almost like you could tell she's up to something. Like maybe she, like it, it's almost like all signs are going, do, 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 do. Here's your suspect. Here's your, here's the person that, you know, allowed that breach security for the doctor. Who is the one that helped him? Do, 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 do. It's almost like all signs, all arrows are pointing towards her as the main suspect, as the one that breached the security. Because they're always talking about only a high-ranking official uh, can do all this. Only a high-ranking official can do this. And yet, here you have seemingly a character that's in that position that obviously may be, may be the one that caused all this to, to happen, but yet it's not being brought up. But the way you can kind of tell she's kind of in that main suspect mode as being the one responsible for the that doctor getting the access that he did is her is how she reacts about certain things. Like in the most recent chapter, they mentioned about talking to the review board or something like that. And she instantly just pipes up and goes like, are you crazy? Are you sure you want to do that? Are you crazy? And you think, okay, why is she piping up so quickly? Why is she so quick to respond in such a way? And again, that gives off the vibes that she probably had something to do with it. Uh, Secondly, is uh, also in the same chapter, this most recent one, when they suggest she team up or report to somebody or talk to somebody else, you know, she gets this, uh, or they suggest something else that involves her. She gets this little smirk on her face saying, oh, this should be fun and all that. Because one of the things that Duncan and Greta want to do, mostly Duncan, is because of all the hectic chaos that Briella and Crystal will put through, he wants to respect the privacy for the time being. He wants to give them the privacy, but he's not above probably putting, like, let's say, security drones in the area, undetected, that is, to kind of keep an eye on what's going on, to make sure there's no suspicious activity. And you can kind of tell that this Prieta girl might sabotage, might end up sabotaging that, not saying that's going to happen. But it's almost like, like I said, all arrows and everything are pointing, all signs are like pointing towards her as being the one responsible for the doctor, you know, getting his hands on the research that, you know, um, that he needed to lure Briella into a trap to try to gain the same powers that she has. So, you know, so there is a great, so the, you know, so there's that, so again, there's that darkness, that dramaticness, that, you know, that action adventure, suspensefulness, if you will, that storytelling that again, as I said earlier, makes this a total package all wrapped up in, in a bow for us to enjoy because it's that good. It's that good. And I, I don't think I can say any more than that. I really don't think I can say any more than that because of the fact that when you watch this, or not watch it, but when you read this, you know, you're going to want to know what happens next. You're going to want to know what happens next. So my advice, if you haven't read it yet, read it from the beginning, eating as best as you can. If you want to binge read it, on a trip or something like that, do it. You will enjoy it. You will not regret it. And if you want to read the one-shots to kind of get you in the mood, go ahead and read the one-shots. I mean, heck, out of inspiration of these characters in the story series, uh, like I said in the video yesterday, which, again, this is a make-good live stream of, I did a, a, a series, I did a one-shot non-canon story called Crystal and Briella's Dreams Come True. 
Now, of course, it was a second rewrite, revise of an original story that I did uh, with some other characters. But I've always wanted to do something to kind of contribute, even in a non-canon one-shot way, uh, to this series. And this here, this Crystal and Abriella's dreams come true, non-canon one-shot, I thought was, well, not, not thought, but is basically my way of doing it. Because I enjoy the series that much. I enjoy the series that much. And I'm hoping to do more based around something like that down the line. Uh, but anyway, though, like I said, this series is really good. And like I said, this, the final part that I talked about really is what will bring you in. Because, I mean, even though it seems predictable as to who was responsible, who allowed the doctor uh, to gain the access that he got to do what he tried to attempt to do, even though it seems obvious that we know we're, we're reading the story and you know, by reading, we're reading it, we're visually seeing, you know, who it is, you know, that could have been behind it. You know, it's still a guessing game because Michelle may twist things. She may throw a monkey wrench into the works and say, oh, you thought it was her, but yet it's this person instead. So who knows? Uh, but obviously right now, Duncan and Greta, again, want to make good for what happened to Briella. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, with the warehouse deal that Briella has, where her and Crystal spent the night of in one of the more recent chapters, uh, basically, that's a warehouse that was gifted to Briella because of what happened. Yes, it's the same warehouse where she was lured into by the that Dr. Zeltwalzer, but they've refurnished it, remodeled it to where, even though it's the same place, they fixed it up enough to where Briella could call it her own. And in the most recent chapter, they've um, basically uh, her and the Greta girl uh, have basically uh, low, uh, basically um, what's the word I'm looking for? Singled out, uh, basically singled out one room, if you will, to uh, basically use as you know a classroom, so so Greta can teach. Uh, uh, teach Briella more about what she's able, uh, what she could be capable of doing with her powers. Mostly, be able to blend into scenery as whatever she needs to be without thinking about it. Like if she's in a mall, following somebody, and she's next to a bunch of pine, fake palm trees, if you will, you know, she can instantly just, without thinking about it, blend into a palm tree, become a palm, fake palm tree plant, and not worry about it. You know, and, and basically act like she's part of this, always been part of the scenery, so that she doesn't get detected. And the way this is um, hinted at is that it seems that Greta has a bit of history in espionage, FBI espionage, because when Briella tries to hide herself as a fire uh, fire extinguisher, she's able to point her out real quickly. And she points out that if you look at the blueprints for the building, there was no fire extinguisher in the area where you placed yourself at. And you can, and this is not just with Greta either. Uh, this is a recent chapter because it takes place during the winter from its timeline, Christmas time, if you will, or close to it, where Ilana is able to be is able to detect where Briella is at because Briella likes to play this hide and seek game with Crystal and Ilana at times to see if they can find her wherever she's kind of hiding in plain sight at, and Ilana, Ilana or Alani, is able to figure it out when she sees three snowmen, but one snowman doesn't have any tracks next to it 
or anything, any foot tracks or something like that. And she basically points to that snowman and says, aha, caught you. So, so, you know, but yeah. what I'm trying to say is, so yeah, basically it's getting to a point now where even Alana, along with Greta, who is an espionage specialist, obviously from FBI days or whatever, is able to detect Briella and where she's hiding because Briella doesn't, you know, add, you know, anything that could throw them off. Like when Ilana figured out she was a snowman and, or the third snowman on the left, I think she was able to detect it because she didn't see no, you know, snowball track or any trails left by a snowball or any foot tracks next to her. And Briella realizes that, okay, the next time I try this, I got to add in that stuff myself. Oh, Crystal's got to help her out in doing it. But overall, though, the, the story series, like I said, is really good. Uh, besides all that, it's really good. And it's getting really interesting, like I said, because right now we are at basically, as of yesterday, the 6th, we are at 10, as I said in the video yesterday, yesterday as well, we are 10 weeks away from the 175th uh, shift Size chapter, which I'm pretty sure Michelle might plan has some, might if not does have something special planned. But right now, like the 13th will be 166, the 20th will be 167, the 27th will be uh, 168, and then looking at the calendar, um, the third will be 169, the 10th will be 170. The 11th, uh, not 11th, but the 17th will be 171. The 24th will be 172. And then, if I'm right, uh, the 1st will be 173. The 8th will be 174. And then uh, July 15th will be 175. So if nothing comes up or anything for Michelle, um, you know, like family-wise or personal-wise or whatever, by, I would say, around July 15th, around that time frame, or the week of July 15th, is when you're going to get the 175th shift slash chapter of Metamorphosized to Malleability. Now, I don't know exactly, as I've talked about before, I don't know how long Michelle's going to do this. I don't think anybody does. But I'm pretty sure she has a goal in mind, like a number. So we'll have to see what happens. My assumption... My assumption is since we're at 170, since we'll be getting it, since since basically it'll be 175 on July 15th, then I would almost venture to say, I would almost venture to say that 10 weeks from then will be 185, and that would be. I would say it would be in September. And then 10 weeks from that should be about November. That would be 195. And then I would suspect that by New Year's, or at least a little afterwards in 2020, January 2022, is when we'll hit 200. So I would suspect that if, if she is limiting, her main goal is to do. 200 shifts as chapters and end it there, which I'm not saying it is, then she'll be ending it at the start of 2022. But we'll have to see. Again, 
you know, she might decide to continue it. She might decide to end it a lot sooner. But I've got a feeling that she does have a goal in mind to how many shifts as chapters she wants to, you know, integrate um, into the story, <coughs> um, if you will. Then I would say, you know, she has a goal in mind. It would be about 200, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But overall, though, guys, this is definitely a series you should check out. Uh, like I said, she has the other one called Becoming Unlimited, which right now is only at six chapters because she's not I'm, – I'm pretty sure she's trying to figure out where to go with it next, but we'll have to see uh, because of the way, like I say, it ended, at least chapter six, that is. But overall, though, the main focus for her is this. She also has a new weekly series she's doing for the month of May called Melting Me, or Melting May, which is M-E-I, Melting M-E-I, uh, May. So she's got that going on a weekly basis every Monday. Um, and overall, uh, there's really not much more I could say. So uh, I would, again, suggest checking it out. The links are in the description. I uh, hope you guys will like it. And that's all I can say. So till next time, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. But thank you all for watching this second live stream in a row today on this TGIF Friday before Mother's Day. And until next time, guys, take care. God bless. Thank you all for watching live. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. Again, check out Michelle Jekyll Lacour's uh, Metamorphosized Malleability story series, her one-shots associated with it, as well as her other series that she's working on. Give her, a lot, give her enough support, guys, because the more support an artist or a writer gets, the more encouraging it is for them to continue uh, the series, to continue uh, the love for this kind of uh, storytelling and the environment they involve the characters in. So until next time, though, guys, like I said, have a good day. Have a good Friday. Uh, have a good Mother's Day weekend to all you moms out there and all your families out there. Uh, get vaccinated when you can. And, and I will talk to you all later. God bless. Take care. Thank you all for watching live. And I am out.